What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rowan Through Life. Look, I promise there will be a jingle at some point, but for now, you're just going to have to get used to my joyous voice coming over the airwaves and be satisfied with that and that only. Hey, um, so last week, just as a recap, you know, um, I, I cut myself open in front of you guys and I got really vulnerable <laughs> and talked about a couple things that uh, do not come naturally to me that I've been working on over the last couple years. And Nicole was our lovely MC directing us through the questions, making sure that we stayed on topic, that we were clear. You did an excellent job, babe. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, a, it's wonderful co-hosting with you on this podcast. Yes, you too. Mm, and in life. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Anyway, we're Paris and Nicole. This is Rowan Through Life. You probably already know that if you're listening to this right now. Um, But this week, we have the lovely privilege of hearing my wife talk about the same things. Not necessarily the things that don't come naturally to her or the same things that don't come naturally to me, but a couple things that may have not come naturally to her or that she wasn't born with or equipped with. And so we're going to start out and This is your chance, babe. This is your time to shine and be vulnerable and show the people of the world the very few imperfections that you might have. Are you ready for this, babe? Born ready for this. Born ready for that? Okay. All right. Question number one. What is something that doesn't come naturally to you? Okay, so just, I don't know why that's funny, why he's laughing. (laughs) It's not a really specific question. I I mean, it is a question, but I already said I'd be asking it, so. Got it. Well, I just want everyone out there in the world to know that I'm trying to beat Paris on who, on the amount of listens of of who wants to hear our imperfections the most. And by imperfections imperfections i really just mean things that don't come naturally but so i'm interested paris rowan if you're gonna have more views or if i am we're gonna see who people are most interested in Mm, who will win dun 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 (laughs) um hey one of the reasons this was actually paris's idea a couple weeks ago but one of the reasons that we want to share things that don't come naturally to us with y'all is because I think a lot of times we look at people and we assume they've got it figured out or they've got it dialed in or um, they have arrived or they're so much further along than us. And I just think it's good to be able to come back to a place of vulnerability and, and, and honesty of saying like, Hey, you might think I'm good at this thing, but actually I've had to work really hard at it. Um, And if I can work hard at it, you can work hard at it as well. And so this is really just a... Um, one of the podcasts where we just want to bring you in to share, um, things that we've had to, yeah, work on and that we're still working on, um, in hopes that it gives you hope that you can work on things and, um, go after things that you just want to pursue and be better at. So I have just a couple that I'm going to share. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things that I actually, get complimented on and that I have had to work at um, extremely hard is the way in which I communicate. You know, on one hand, I have, I've heard people because, you know, I, I teach at a church and 
Um, I get, I get the privilege of, of preaching in other places also, but you know, I've heard people, um, commend me like, Oh, you're such a good preacher. You communicate really well. You blah, 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 you encourage, or, you know, you really challenge and we love it. Um, but then on the other hand, it's something that I've, I've recognized I've had to really work on when it comes to, um, communicating one-on-one, if you will. See, it's actually, here's my big secret. It's actually easier for me to communicate to the masses than it is for me to, um, to communicate one-on-one. And it's not because I'm an awkward one-on-one. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool one-on-one, but it's because my, my style of communication, um, just in the way that I was raised, um, in the background that I came from, which would take way too long to talk about on a podcast, maybe another time, but you know, was this mentality of if there's a problem, you fix it. If there's a an obstacle, you figure out how to get over it. And so my first inclination when talking with someone one-on-one or um, even, even in smaller groups is to just go after the thing that's preventing them from either their dreams or the situation. Um, so an example of that might be, you know, I go into get it done or get it fixed mode. Um, I also might... Um, be strong for lack of other words, um, or honest or whatnot. Is that what you would say, babe? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. That's based on your background. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's something I've really, really had to work on. And because I'm actually pretty, um, transparent and honest myself, I've had to recognize that sometimes people don't want everything at once. (laughs) Sometimes they just want to hear, I hear you and I'm listening and I love you and I care for you. And I see that thing that you're going through. Um, and a lot of times I just, um, I go into this, like, I want to fix it or I want to help you because I love you so much and I care so much. And so I've just learned even being married, even, you know, grafting in new, new family members that I've, I've really had to be aware of how I communicate and, um, just how things come across because my heart is, is so big for people, um, that I just want to fix everybody's messes and that's not healthy for me or for them. So that would be, would you say that's, that's a good first one, love? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, a a sum up is sometimes people just want you to sit in it with them a little bit rather than just go straight to a a conclusion, which you're very good at. You know, you're very good at finding, well, if this is what you're going through, then, you know, it'd probably be in your best interest to go through step one, step two and step three. And, you know, and then you should be good over time. And I think, yeah, some people maybe just appreciate to to sit in it for a little bit. And that's something that you've really picked up on, even in some things that like I've asked you or I'd be like, yo, I'm really feeling this. And before you used to be like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. This is, you know, this is why, <laughs> you know, this is what, this is what you need to do. Boom, people boom, boom. People of the world, listen to me. That doesn't work. Telling your spouse you shouldn't feel a certain way. It doesn't work. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I think that response is warranted. It's kind of like, okay, you know, pick up your stuff. It's time to stop having your pity potter. We yeah. need to go. Yeah. But in other cases, you know, where it's serious, I think you've done a really good job of being like, 
oh yeah, like I, I can understand how you would how you would feel that way, and then you're willing to sit with me in it as opposed to just like let me just pull you out of it real quick, and you know we'll be fine. So I think yeah, you have come a long way in um, being able to communicate oh, feelings. Thank you. And, thank you for that affirmation and relate, you know. To their feelings. Yeah, I saw this just to kind of give you a picture. I saw this quote the other day on Instagram. It said, uh, cry a river, build a bridge and get over it. And I thought, yes, <laughs> like that's kind of my personality. Such an old, such an old saying. I've never heard it before. You've never heard that before? I've never heard that before. Oh my gosh. I, we had kids telling me at like eight o'clock, like not eight o'clock. At, at eight years old, you know, he'd be like, you know, so-and-so hit me. Oh, cry me a river, build me a bridge and get over it. That was like, that was like the thing. You never. You were homeschooled. So I don't even know what your mom said that or what. Look, I, I was a very popular homeschooler. I had a lot of, <laughs> I had a lot of home friends. Uh, no. Okay. So I guess I've never heard that, but I just saw it the other day for the first time and thought, yes, that's me. Like freaking cry it out, build a bridge and get over it. Let's move on. Like we've got life to live. Anyways, so that would be probably the first thing that I would say um, I, I've had to be intentional work on and that has been beneficial as, you know, to, to minister better, to relate better, to carry empathy and compassion and to love people well. Um, I've just had to not say everything that I'm thinking, you know, but meet people where they are sometimes. I'm, it doesn't come naturally, so you, you have to work on it just like the other things that I, I did. Yeah. And then I think, gosh, I think the second thing, um, that I think about a lot is, um, just my ability to, um, to trust people on a level that's healthy. You know, I, um, Paris actually brought this up. It's so funny because it's like, oh, what do you think are some things that I... <laughs> is this a trap? Is this like, do, 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 do these pants make my butt look big? Babe, tell me tell me things that I don't do well. That was no. a good question. <laughs> I get, yeah. No, babe, I trust you. You know me better than anyone. Um, but he said, you know, what about trusting people? And I'm like, oh, oh, like, oh, you're hitting that thing. And I, I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. Like, what does that mean? Like, why do you say that? And um, he just said, well, you know, given your your history and your background and, um, you know, Paris always thinks the best about everyone and no one can ever do anything wrong. And so, um, yeah, well, I mean, you're you're kind of that person, but I'm like, wait a second, I am thinking about their motives. I'm trying to figure out why did they do that? Was that evil? Or, and so, evil? not evil, but, you know, were they doing that out of ill will towards someone? And I think, honestly, that's, that's a lot of just um, kind of how I grew up. And, you know, the ways in which we grew up, the foundations in which we were established on in our families outside of religion are the ways in which we will do adulthood. And if it's unhealthy, you know, we can kind of go after those things and um, resituate them, if you will. But, you know, there there's this thing where I am typically an all-in type of person. And so... I sometimes assume that if you say you're all in, you're also all in. But then the reason that trust gets broken or the reason things get weird is because they're actually um, 
two different types of people that have a different definition of what being all in means. And so what comes naturally for me is like, hey, you're my friend, you're my best friend, you're my family, I'll do anything for you, I will move the moon and the stars for you, like call me at four o'clock in the morning if you need anything. And what I found was over the years, especially entering into early adulthood, was I couldn't trust the things that people would say because, you know, it would it would be fleeting. People would say a certain thing and mean another thing or say something and actually not be committed. And so um, a lot of that was just me being raised to be guarded and to be careful who you trusted. Um, and, and again, I would have to probably do another podcast on just kind of my testimony and my story growing up. But um, I think in short, just trusting people's word, trusting people for who they say they are, and actually not being upset if that is, isn't true, you know, um, seeing that everybody's trying, understanding, especially in ministry, you meet so many people and you start these like really intimate gatherings together and you're doing life and you're sharing meals and you're raising your kids together and it just becomes this intimate thing where when you get hurt or when you when someone breaks your trust you're like wait a second our common denominator is Christ Jesus and he talks a lot about family and he talks a lot about community and scripture and why did do, why does what you're saying seem different than what you said to me and so um, I just think seeing the potential in people versus the shortcomings um, has definitely been something that I've had to to learn or to work on, if you will. And Paris has really, he's he's been a great model of that for me is having hope in all situations and seeing potential in people and believing, honestly, believing the best about people, believing that everyone's trying their hardest and that we're not perfect. Um, but just, yeah, seeing the potential in people versus, um, they hurt me again, or they misguided me or misguided the trust. Um, and that honestly has just come, I think from again, childhood and also just being in ministry for so long and seeing so many things where you're like, these are my people. Like we're going to get a commune and raise farm animals and have organic uh, garden. And, and then it's like a year later, they're gone. You're like, wait, what just happened? I thought we were going to live and die together. Like where you go, I'll go. What just happened? And so a lot of that has been like these trust walls of like, are you real? Or what you say, is it true? So anyways, that's been something I've had to, I think I've had to work on. Do you have anything to add to that, Mr. Paris? You're awesome, babe. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, it feels weird. I'm like doing all the talking. I hope you guys are now getting you know how I felt last week. tired of my voice. Um, okay. And then I think the last thing. The last thing is probably. Um, I don't know if it's fair for you to do three when I only I do. I only did two. Oh, okay. I don't have to do three. Then. I mean, you can do three. You know, if if you really want. I'm just saying it with the, with the ratings and stuff. If this is going to be a competition, if people are going to get three things out of you and they only got two out of me, I mean, that just kind of throws. The yeah, odds. but they won't know when they listen how many you had or I had. Oh. It's going to be the initial click. Okay. All right, babe. All right. All right. So. I mean, I hope you have more more viewers, okay, on yours. <laughs> so I think the last one, um, 
I am an activator. I'm a go-getter. I am a charger. I'm a forerunner. I'm a trailblazer. Those are all good things. I know I'm getting to the not so great thing, but because, <laughs> but because of those things, I am affirming myself right now. Because of those things, I tend to move quickly and, um, I am a big dreamer. I'm a big vision person. And so when I know I'm affirming myself again, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the, the not so great things that my husband is looking, Paris is looking at me like I'm crazy right now. But I, I, I want to say that because I want to encourage those of you that are listening that maybe you relate to my personality style and you're like, Oh, I totally get that. But I, I, what I have to work on is actually sitting back and allowing other people in my life to either lead or um, to, um, to make decisions, to be in charge of things instead of me doing or uh, trying to do everything by myself. And the, the biggest area in which this has affected my life has been in my marriage because I married an incredible patient, very patient wait upon the Lord kind of man. And, um, I think our <laughs> more first couple of years of marriage, we were like, who are you? You move too fast. Well, you move too slow. And so I've really had to, to learn how to lean in to, um, kind of the waiting tide, if you will, or the not being so quick to make decisions, not being so quick to come back, not being so quick to just move forward, but actually allowing him in some ways to take the lead. If you all listen to our co-parenting podcast, I think it was like the second or third or something, you know, we talk about what kind of our marriage looks like with co-parenting our kids. And so I, I don't think that we have the traditional type of marriage where Paris is always the one leading and making decisions and blah, blah, blah. We, we do things together. We do them, you know, unified, um, and, and equal, if you will. But in a lot of areas I've learned, especially just as a female, that men want to feel empowered and they want to feel like they're good decision makers. And my husband is incredibly wonderful, um, at making decisions and making really good decisions, um, and actually following through and doing things well. And I found that if I just jumped on something or I just did it, then he was like, well, I could have done that, but you just did it so fast. I didn't even have a minute to think about what I was going to do. And so I've really had to work on not jumping at things, whether that be in marriage or in our relationship or with our kids or just with dreams and desires and what we're going after in life to small errands. Like it's literally been something that doesn't come naturally to me to let other people lead in my life because I've been the leader. I've been the, I've been the decision maker. I've been the one that if Nicole wants to see this, Nicole has to do it. And I mean, there are even times, if I'm honest, y'all, like where I have this, this thing in my head, like, well, if I want to see it, I have to make it happen. And the truth is the Lord has helped me rediscover his role in my life of actually, Nicole, like if you yield to me, if you lean on me, like you don't have to work, you don't have to be exhausted and work towards these things. And then even in, I think in our marriage, babe, like, 
you know, I've, I've tried to yield to you in a lot of ways or say, Hey, I can make this decision, but what do you think? And where I'm like, I had the decision three days ago, but I'm going to wait another week because I know his, I respect his decision and I know he's going to seek the Lord and I know he's actually going to take all things into consideration. But that's something I've had to work on because I'll move fast. And sometimes it's the right decision, but sometimes it's like I moved way too fast in that situation and it could have been better or I could have, could have waited a little longer. So there we go, people. 20 minutes of things that don't come naturally to Nicole. <laughs> I hope you all loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to clarify really quick too. And just, Again, Nicole already stated in the beginning the intention. This isn't like self-defeat and we're not like encouraging people to... I don't feel defeated. Don't worry. <laughs> we're not encouraging you know, everybody to go and be like, man, I really suck at this. Let's celebrate that. You know, more of this stuff honestly has been not that we suck at it necessarily, but that we just have... We've had to work on it. Well, and I think, I mean, we celebrate these things because even even listening to you last week and then even me sharing these things, like I can confidently say that those are things that don't come naturally, but that I've grown in so much because I've heard other people's wisdom or I've, I've seen other leaders in my life say, yeah, this didn't come naturally, but this is what I did to to kind of fix it or to... to um, to work on it. And so I just think it's good to share these types of things so that one, we're not putting people on pedestals, right? And two, that we know that what's available for other people is also available for us. So if you're listening to this, maybe I mentioned something that you can relate to. Maybe I didn't. The reality is if you want to get better at something, the possibility is there. You can, you can totally do that. So I, I celebrate these things. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Right off the top of my head, something practical like if you're married, um, you know, to those of you who are listening who are married, it's it's funny how everything that you that you do, good or bad, is kind of put under a microscope in a sense because you're living with someone. And if you guys have real feedback, if you guys are actually real with each other, you really figure these things out very fast. It's like all of a sudden, I mean, I always knew that I was kind of slow in my decision making. I just didn't know the extent to which that was true or how fast Nicole liked to make decisions. It was like everything was amplified. And so you kind of figure those things out. But, you know, it's been really not everything has been fun in the moment. Let's let's be honest here. But as as we look back on these things, it's kind of like, wow, you know, we have actually traveled quite a distance to where, you know, maybe two years ago, if we had communicated to each other, yeah, you kind of move too fast. We would have been like in an all out argument, (laughs) but but right now, you know, we're kind of like, oh yeah, we finally in a place where we're not perfect, but at the same time we're, we're making forward steps. Um, if you're not married, um, and maybe you're wondering to yourself, well, I, I, maybe I don't even really have a grid for that kind of stuff. We've had people make suggestions. And we've actually suggested to people, if you're interested, is use the people that you're close to that, um, that are actually going to be honest with you. And we've actually sent out like emails or messages and said, Hey, I'm doing kind of a self assessment on myself because, you know, a goal of mine is to grow. Um, um, would you mind giving me some, 
honest feedback on some of these things. And you can actually send out very specific questions so that they're not having like fish because it is hard sometimes to say negative things or things that seem negative rather. Um, So if if you are genuinely curious about some of these things, you know, and I see that, you know, maybe I struggle with some of the similar things that you know, Nicole and you do, um, how did you work on it? You know, I think it was to start off with having, having someone to tell us that, Hey, you know, you could really improve in this area. You're really good at this, this, and this, but you could really improve in that area. So having positive feedback from people that you actually trust, um, can be really useful. Yeah. And, you know, I would just add, actually remember, um, Paris and I, several years ago, there was a, there was a friend of ours who was single and, um, he, great guy, loved the Lord, you know, attractive, smart, all this. Um, and we just couldn't figure out why the heck does he not have a girlfriend? And he, you know, he kind of wondered the same thing. And so I said, Hey, what if, um, what if you just asked a couple people that you really like, that you love, that you trust? What if you asked them a couple of these questions that Paris had mentioned? And honestly, it was eye opening. We've done that with a couple friends, but it was eye opening for them not to get, hear me say this. It was not to get negative feedback. It was to get, Hey, I see this gold in you. You know what a strength of yours is? A strength of yours is this, this, and this. You know what I would love to see come alive in you more? This, this, and this. Yeah. And the, because the truth, the, I mean, the truth is the people around you actually know more about you than you do. Okay. Majority of the time, because we're hard on ourselves or we think, we think we're 10 pounds overweight and we're really not, or we think that, you know, we're not as smart as our friends think. And there's something really powerful about hearing the people around you say, Hey, you know what, Nicole, you're an incredible communicator. When you preach, when you are, you know, hanging one-on-one, I'd love to see that conviction or that, that kind, sweet spirit that you carry, you know, come when you're one-on-one. And obviously that's another way of saying like, Hey, here's something you could work on. But all that to say, and I don't know that that was the best analogy. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but the point is the people around you actually carry, I believe, nuggets to your future and to your destiny that you may be unaware of. And who knows? It could be like like a prophetic declaration from someone that sees something in you like you 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 know you could have a friend that's a photographer and maybe they just take pictures for fun but they really like it and it's their passion and you're like wow they're really good and maybe they don't know that they're really good maybe they just think it's kind of fun and I kind of like to edit but you get to call that out in your friends and vice versa your friends get to call things out in you so it's not just about the negative things it's it's really like Honestly, I, if you're listening to this, I just challenge you, ask three of your closest friends outside of your spouse and outside of your siblings, um, the three of your closest friends, hey, what do you really love about me? And what's something that you think I'm going to be really good at in one year? That's like a way to phrase like, what am I not so great at right now? And and for those of you that were listening, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to ask people what they love about me. You're lovable. Like you have something that people love. And so don't be afraid to ask even those questions. But, you know, start to ask people around you. If you're single, like, hey, 
do you know why I'm single? Or maybe not that, but w- what could I do? And they're like, yes, we know why. No. <laughs> I don't think it has to do with being single. Um, I know. I'm just saying if they're single then they and they want to know why or they want to not be single, then they could ask, kind of like we did our, with our friends. No. No? I don't know. Ask your friends around you. Like The challenge would be to ask your friends around you ways in which you can grow, wait, things that they love about you, strengths. It doesn't, you could just be all positive things. What are three strengths that I carry? What's, what's something that you know about me that maybe I don't believe about myself? Like that's a powerful one right there. Um, and I think a lot of breakthrough would come through on that. So anyways, I just wanted to add that little piece. Yeah. No, and just to reinforce that. Yeah. You guys all carry an extreme amount of value. Um, I know there's certain outlooks on, you know, psychological outlooks on people saying, well, just major in your strengths and, you know, don't, don't stress about the weaknesses. And, uh, we're not, we're not saying stress about the weaknesses or even concentrate only on the weaknesses because yeah, that, that's very draining. Um, but I do believe that there, there is a balance that, that we can have and maintain. And that's more of what we're talking about. So anyway, um, we love you guys so much. Jesus loves you. He has made you well. You are a wonderful workmanship. Um, and yeah, we're all, we're all growing together. So we love you guys. We bless you. And uh, we'll talk at you soon.